The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com. Three, two, one. Every human came to earth with a gift. And they must discover that gift and refine that gift for them to be fulfilled. The prerequisite for spending time with any person is that they nourish and inspire you. They feed your flame. Yo, hey man, how you work this radio? You're not listening to the Ty and Hoodie Show. Keep it locked. Owning a home and paying it off is one of the data points of an everyday millionaire. Home sales across the U.S. are on the rise as buyers take advantage of record low mortgage rates. Good morning, morning, morning. Now let's get back to the Ty and Hoodie Show. <laughs> Good morning, good morning. It's the Tyne Hoodie Show right here on 93.5 K-Day each and every Sunday, 6.30 to 7 a.m. It's always a pleasure to try to bring as much positive information we can as well as highlight our guests. And we're always blessed to have special guests as of recent. It's been so much fun. I'm your host, Trevon Smith, also known as Trey. And this is my man, uh, the one and only Andrew and Jesse Cobo. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing good, Trevon. How are you doing today? Oh, man, I can't complain. I'm, you know, it's always good to be in the studio and and uh, via Zoom or however we get down and, uh, yeah. you know, bring the, bring the information to the K-Day community as well as our YouTube audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, I, I missed the opportunity to be next to you, but hopefully after we take all these vaccines and <laughs> do what we need yeah. to do, we'll be able to hug each other again and shake hands, you know, as usual. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But today's guest, I'm really excited to uh, have her on Zoom. Uh, I've known her personally for a couple years and got a chance to be around her. She she took me down. Me and I remember it was me, Romeo. We came down to the Fox News studio and uh, just welcome in as family. It's the one and only, you know, I call her the L.A. queen of uh, news, uh, Miss Christine Devine. How are you doing this morning? Hello, good morning. Yes, we're all doing the Zoom thing, right? But with COVID numbers changing, we'll be able to do that hug pretty soon. Uh, most definitely. So we, we just, like, like I said, the show is about personal growth and, and we want to touch bases with you and, and just tap in with you. I mean, you are you know, one of the main voices of Los Angeles, whether you like it or not, we tune into you and expect all, <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we expect all the good and bad news, to, you know, but from, from, out of, from out of your sources. So how's it going for you? Well, uh, like I said, with COVID numbers changing, yeah. COVID numbers continuing to go down, the vaccine opening up for everybody in mid-April, um, all adults, everybody, all ages, of, you know, 16 on up, it's going to be a big change for us. Well, well, I, I, I've been a fan. Um, you know, I like I said, I, I emigrated from Nigeria. I've been here over 20 years. I, I have been watching you on the news for over 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Well, I've been here a minute. Yeah. 20 uh, years so sounds like a long time. It sounds like a long time. And it's yeah. such an honor to be talking to you. I mean, um, you. because I mean, for normal folks like us, you know, Folks like you see on TV seem like untouchable and 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 um, so far away, but you're so humble to give us your time, and I'm I'm so grateful. You know, there's Zoom, a lot. We are untouchable with Zoom, right? With, with Zoom, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, you know, being on TV and and the whole world sees you, and and you bring news and information to people every day. I mean, how much pressure do you go through to make sure that the information you give out it, it doesn't affect you personally at the end of the day. 
Yes, that's a good question because as you know, working in news, we deal with a lot of bad stuff. I say we sometimes hear the worst of the worst, but on the good side, we hear the best of the best as well. So I let the best of the best carry me. Um, I think that balance in your life does help out so that if you stay healthy with the food that you eat and you exercise and you surround yourself with love and friends and family, you have the, the balance of the world, not just the, the things that you consume that are so painful on the planet. So that's part of it. And then the stories that I try to do myself, I try to do the spiritually uplifting stories. So the people that I interview tend to be people and stories that are uh, making change or positive or have a moment of, of enlightenment for us and, and levity and happiness. Mr. Vaughn, I, I, I was curious about when you, when, when you were growing up, did, did you always know you want to be in news? Or I, I just like to hear people's stories. Some people yeah. knew they were going to be a doctor. Some people didn't know. So did you always knew that you, you wanted to be in media or news or... Well, Trey, here's how it worked. My parents were both teachers, my mom and my stepdad. My stepdad was a high school principal. So you're always learning, you're always mm -hmm. studying. And I thought, well, how can I always be studying? I thought about being a teacher. And then for some reason, it hit me to, to do local news. And I thought you're studying every day a new topic and you're giving a report much like in school. So that's kind of how it happened. And I worked on the high school newspaper. We had a broadcasting class. and I just kept pursuing those kinds of classes when okay. I went to college. And I guess it worked out okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well. So you 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 went through all of that, and you started your career. I mean, did you ever think? I mean, all this time that it was going to get this far. What, what were the challenges you faced when you started? Because it's a coveted position where you are. There's so many thousands of people that want your job, right? Andrew, I, I will tell you, I didn't aim for Los Angeles. So I grew up in Arizona, kind of on the outskirts of Phoenix. Okay. And my dream was to be the Phoenix hometown girl. That was the plan. I was going to come back to Phoenix. Yay. Yeah, okay. um, so what we do in our business is we move around a lot. So you usually go to college and you get a broadcast journalism degree or something like that. And mm -hmm. you send out your resume tapes and you hopefully have made a, a newscast while you're in college. And then you apply in small cities because you have to learn the craft. We're an on the job business. So you want to practice reporting and interviewing and live shots and anchoring, and you do that in smaller cities. So pretty much if you ask anybody here at Fox 11, they've worked in a different market, different city. So mm -hmm. I started in San Angelo, Texas. I have to say I graduated from Arizona State University. They've got a great broadcast journalism school. So graduating from ASU, first job was in San Angelo, Texas, which is near Midland, Odessa. Very small market. And it's important because th this is what the whole show is about, Ty and Hoodie Show. Like a lot of people see you on TV and they just think, oh, she's on TV. And, and from what you just said right now, there was a lot of things going on. Can you take us through like the mindset you have to have, like the don't quit, the inspiration, the positive motivation, the, the constant, you know, competing with yourself and it's just trying to get better just to some of our listeners, just to kind of inspire them to see what they might have to do to get to the next level if they are trying or, or getting out the, the situation they're in. Yeah, I think that I've never been the person who's really been a fighter in that I kind of follow the doors that seem to open more easily for mm -hmm. me. I followed my interests and I followed, um, if I did well at this thing, I kind of kept walking through that path. So for me, it wasn't as much of a struggle because 
I wasn't trying to beat down a door that maybe wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, like I said, I did the high school newspaper and then I went to college for broadcast journalism. So I took all the classes. I worked on the campus radio station. So you build things, you build your resume as a student. Um, that's how I did it. Now in this day and age, when we all have cell phones, we can all be a journalist of type mm -hmm. right now, you know, of sorts with our own cell phone. But back in the day, that's how we did it. You built on your resume. I did internships at a TV station, internship at a radio station. So when I applied for the entry level job, I had a bit of a resume for an entry level person. So you don't think you're going to start out as an anchor in a big city. You got to be willing to go to, you know, where an entry level job um, will take you while you learn the craft. So I say, invest in yourself, put in the time, put in the work, build on the resume and work your way up. But also for me, I followed the doors that opened for me. And I said to you guys, I didn't want to, um, I didn't think I was coming to LA. I was going to go to Phoenix. Remember? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that door didn't actually open for me. So I had to follow the doors that did open and LA was a door that opened for me. Mm. I mean, you, you've won over 16 Emmys. I mean, I read about you a little bit. I mean, yeah. for you to even win one Emmy, I mean, that means you have done some exceptional work. Right? Well, keep in mind, um, unlike Hollywood, like Hollywood stars might make only a few Emmy worthy or Oscar worthy movies. Mm -hmm. Remember, news were on every single day. Every single day, yes. So there's a lot of chances to have some really quality projects. And then being an anchor, I've gotten to do a lot of the specialty projects which tend to win some of the awards where you put a little more time into it. It's a little bit more long form so it can really breathe and be emotional or touching. So I'm lucky that my position allows for the opportunity for the kind of work that can be submitted for Emmys. But it also comes with, you know, the attributes and the qualifications and the characters and all the work you've put together over the years for them to assign you such, you know, opportunity to earn an Emmy, I was supposed to say, right? Well, I'll take that. Um, I think that, that a lot of the anchors in town have a lot of Emmys because with our position, we're not, say, on daily breaking news mm -hmm. or on a live shot covering the day's news. Mm -hmm. um, that would be like breaking news categories or news categories, but we are assigned a lot of the specialty projects mm -hmm. and those tend to also be the ones that tend to win a little bit more. Cause you know, if you get to do a story for five minutes versus a minute 30, there might be more depth to your story. Your story. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm, I'm actually, I'm interested in, in knowing the, the day, how does, how does the average day go for you? you? Maybe not so much detail, but how does the average day for you when you get in, you, you have, do you have a regiment that you do, sit down, coffee, I mean, read something? How does the day go for you throughout the time until you get on air? I'm, I'm just interested, you know, being nosy as a person. Sure, sure. No, it's a great question because you don't, you see the news and you wonder what yeah. goes into that. So it, it's a really a long day for me working night shift because I wake up, and right away, I want to see what's what's breaking, what's happening on the planet. So I'm checking a few of the headlines. I'm watching the local news real quick just to see what's happening. Is there breaking news that I'm going to have to go in right away? Is there something that's going to develop tonight? Uh, what's the main story? So that's first thing I get up. I'm checking the headlines. Then make breakfast. And I have a call with the station in the morning. 
And that's important to me because I get an idea of who's being assigned where mm-hmm. and what, what we're covering. And I can also put my input into shaping the day's news. You know, I think we should cover this because. Okay. So I like that phone call, which I didn't used to do, but now I do. And then we have another call at two o'clock. So we're updating our assignments at two. Another call at three o'clock for the 10 o'clock show. Oh, man. And then I um, come into work and, and we got to do makeup and hair because it's TV. And then mm-hmm. I run at five and we're on at six. Then I take a little bit of a break, like stuff with you all or write a story. And then uh, we do another call at 730 and then we're on at 10 p.m. Man, that, that's a long, that is a long day. It is a long day. It is. Yes. Yeah. Because I think that you're constantly studying and catching up and checking in and and it's not, not a lot of grueling overtime unless it's breaking news. Yeah. Like I could leave at 11, but I usually leave at midnight. Mm. That's wow. an extremely long day. So, so in, in, in your career, in, in, in your position, you know, you, your job is to, or your career is to bring the news to people. Are there some news that you have conflict with personally that you say, you know what, uh-uh, I don't feel comfortable talking about this? Uh, I would say we have great communication with our producers. Mm-hmm. And if there's copy that you want to change, you can, or you can certainly make the debate or argument for that. Um, I like that having been here for 30 years at Fox 11, that they listen to my words of wisdom or my input or perspective. Um, but I also have great trust in our people here because, you know, this is the number two market in the country. So by the time you're at LA, most people have done this for a little bit mm-hmm. and you have some pretty good expertise in the business right now. Look, I'm look, I'm I'm just asking questions, Miss Devine. Do you uh does getting like the workload from the two o'clock and three o'clock? Do you do you find that uh, sometimes where it maybe in the past it affected like emotionally part of your day, and now you've kind of learned how to deal with it, or do you have days where like man, the news today is just so much drama and and it's just i don't want to say it brings you down but it no it's just if you keep hearing stuff over and over it's like does does it affect you personally i'm saying because you're the you know more stuff than we get because we we wait for you to report it to us yes uh i think it really it really affected me when i came to la to be honest with you because i was from the rural part of phoenix the Mm. outskirts small town My family's from a small town upstate New York, and I started my first job in a small town. So you don't have some of the crazy news stories that you have in a big city. So when I first came here, I was really concerned that all these things were going to happen to me because I was reading them on the news. Then I also realized, though, the reason they make the news is because maybe they don't happen all the time or every day. Um, or there are really important issues that we need to look at some solutions. So for me, right now, if there's something traumatic in the news or heartbreaking in the news, I'm trying to look at what story can we do on a solution or explain the whys or where is there some help on this issue? So I try to channel it. Yeah. So, so we've been in a pandemic a year now going on. What have you learned about yourself in, during this time? that it's made you better or 
you, you have to kind of like change and say, okay, this is, you know, what have you learned about yourself? Right. So when the pandemic first hit, now, mind you, we had a lot of things going on. Politics with President Trump in office. So a lot of political things happening. Uh, the pandemic and then protests and then more politics. So for me, I realized it was a very important time on the planet. It was a very important time to um, have knowledge and information and to be giving that out to people who needed the information and to also find ways to uplift. So where maybe a year before I was doing a lot of my arts projects with fashion and mentoring some people in music, uh, I really had to refocus back on news and current events. So, so well, this was kind of a downtime for them with the pandemic or changing how they did their work and their business. For me, it was even more work. Uh -huh. and, I, and I, 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 love, I love your stories and uh, your situations where you highlight individuals in, in certain situations in Los Angeles. I think that's something that, you know, the city needs. And, and I remember when we did... Um, what was the, 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 the show episodes where you brought in radio DJs? And that's when, you know, when we got a chance to talk. Yeah. But it, I think that, that what you do for Los Angeles, it, it, it deserves more, you know, more respect than, you know, some may know. Because a lot of people tune in for like what you do for the city of Los Angeles and try to highlight those L.A. situations. Well, thank you. Um, I, I try to bring voices to light. Mm -hmm. And um, somebody said once, you know, you tell some stories of people who would not actually get on the news. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, we're raised to believe that everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. And so if you find something that's really kind of ne neat or special about someone, it might take a little extra work because like I did a story just last night where I'd pitched it two or three times and it didn't get picked up. And I thought, well, it's one of those, if I don't do it myself, it's not going to get done. Okay. So, um, sometimes that's just the way it works, but it was a great story and I love telling it. So, I mean, now looking back in the last 20 years or 10 years ago, and then looking forward 10 years ahead, what would you have done differently 10 years ago? And what's the plan going on forward? Mm, 10 years ago. Well, I think I maybe invested too much in work and not enough in personal and family. Because, mm. um, you know, I didn't get married till really late and I didn't have children and raise a family. And so I tell all the young girls, don't get so busy, you forget about that. So that might be something different. Uh, this sounds really ridiculous, but I wish I had taken up, say, yoga and become a yoga expert. Oh. Caught on a Saturday, because as you get older, you want to stay in shape and stay physically fit. That would have been a great skill set. I wish I would have taken up martial arts and have been a black belt by now, just for self-defense and protection. Mm -hmm. um, little things like that, you know. Okay, well, go, going forward in the next 10 years, what's in the horizon? 10 years. Well, you know, I am in a later stage of a news career, which means I get to focus on some of the things that I want to do, the specialty projects even more so. Mm -hmm. um, I really like that Fox lets me do the stories that I want to do without question. Um, I just wish I had more energy and more time <laughs> because... Um, there are a lot of great stories out there. You just don't always have the manpower within yourself even yeah. 
get them all done. So I'll keep plugging along yeah. as, we, as, we, as we can. And then, um, you know, if, if things ever change, I'll have to see what doors might or might not open that way. Um, but I think I'll always want to do things that uplift people in some way. I think I think I see a book coming. You need to have a book oh. of, of those of those moments. You know, because you, you've been around a lot of moments. You think? Uh, yeah, just a couple of them, right? Yeah. A couple moments, and you know, just maybe take us through your time being in in the backstage and, and the information that some of us may have not got. So look, look, there okay. you go, a book. I see it in the future. Yeah. Well, you know what? I actually have a movie script I want to write. Okay. On hmm. One of these encounters. Okay. So um, do you have any like in information that you want to share with the public as far as your nonprofit information or anything? Is any, any events coming up that, that you might be a part of or do you want people to know about? It's funny you bring up events because with COVID times, that is how my life has changed. Usually I would have an event every weekend. And now with COVID times, you know, we're all trying to stay safe and not be around crowds. So yeah, you're right. I haven't done a lot of events. And it's weird because on, on a Saturday, it's like, I've got nothing to do but watch Netflix. Wow. <laughs> you, yeah. you deserve it, though. You, you deserve it, yeah. The rest you need. Well, it's been so weird. I mean, the pro and con of it is, the pro is I don't have makeup on. I can stay in my pajamas if I want and I can just kind of lay around and kind of rest and relax. Uh -huh. The con is the downside is that I'm not meeting the people that were the great stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sometimes when you would go out, you would meet these amazing people doing amazing things. Like I wanted to meet the sweet Alice Harris of Watts. I wanted to meet those people uh -huh. and I often met them at events. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I realize now um, I'm going to have to go back to that to encounter these people. My co-anchor says, Chris, you've got a picture for everything. Everything, some, something pops up, Kobe Bryant yeah. or, you know, Magic Johnson. You've got a picture with them. Well, it's because of events. Because of events. Do you, mm -hmm. Now, do you catch yourself on the weekends when you're supposed to be on your downtime doing new stuff? Like, oh, I forgot I was off today. All the time, right? <laughs> yes and sometimes it's great to come into work on a saturday and work on your projects because nobody's here no one's going to yeah. call you to come run down and record something or do some breaking news or be here for that newscast you can just sit and quietly think yeah. so there's there's a lot of people who are going to listen you know listening to this and people are going to watch us on youtube you know we have a youtube channel what will be your advice for those who say you know what i want to be like her you know what would be your advice for them? Well, I would say there's a step to being a newscaster. Now, maybe I'm a little bit old school in how it works because there are a lot of different outlets now. There's the mm -hmm. internet, there's social media. I mean, just last night we had breaking news and I was looking at all the independent outlets that were kind of covering a story. Mm -hmm. But the traditional way was you would get your resume built up. And if you go to a school that has a good journalism program, you learn how to write a story that's only gonna be a minute 30. You learn how to cover a live shot in two minutes. You learn the questions to ask. Um, you know, I just did a journalism workshop for a great group called Right Girl, Right Girl. Okay. And they were teaching these girls how to ask the questions. What questions do you ask? What information do you need? Like one thing, I always ask people how to spell their name <clears throat> because sure enough, you ask them that you think their name is John and they might spell it J-O-H-N or mm -hmm. J-O-N. J-O-N, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So you got to ask, you always have to ask how to spell their name. Things like that we would teach young people. Okay. No, that, that's very valuable, valuable information. Miss Devon, I just want to, I, I, I know you have a busy schedule. We, uh, we super thank you for checking in with super us. Thank you. Yeah. All the, everything that you said, I, that was my first time hearing. So I, it was all valuable information to us. And, and I'm sure to plenty of our listeners, uh, we just want to thank you so much, Miss Devon, for checking in with us. Well, I just got to ask you, are you guys having so much fun doing this? Uh, you, I, I, I mean, well, people like you? I, 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 you know what? I, I wait. Travon said, um, "Oh, our next guest is Christine Divine." I'm like, "The, the Christine Divine." It's like, "Yeah, the Christine Divine." I'm like, "Yeah." I said, "How did you pull that off?" And that's why I feel too when I do an interview. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm getting to interview so and so. I want to know about yeah. the matter of what they're doing." Yeah, that's ex that's I mean, exactly being a journalist. You want to know. We 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 feel so honored. I feel honored. I mean little guy coming from Africa and, and I'm here just talking to Christine Devine. I mean, are you, are you kidding me? You know, really? Africa has a special place in my heart because my stepdad, who he actually adopted me, but I say stepdad because people understand. Um, he was in the Peace Corps in Tanzania. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So great affection for Africa. Well, I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, to have spoken to you, somebody that I've revered and watched and honored all these years. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Oh, thank you both. No. Have a great day. You too. And we definitely love you. And we appreciate what you do for Los Angeles. If nobody tells you, we're telling you now. Well, you have made my day. Thank you so much. Thank you no so problem. much. Thank you, Mr. Vine. Hey, do you have valuable information that can help your community? Okay. And you'd like to be a guest? Um, Hit us on our social media. Do it now. The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com.